You're listening to Barbells, Boot Camps, and Banter, the official podcast of athletic-based training. We'll chat all things health, fitness, and probably some shenanigans along the way. I'm your host, Crystal Blank, owner of ABT and part-time Olympic weightlifter. Thanks for tuning in. Yo, gentlemen. Yo, yo. <laughs> What's up, y'all? How many times was that? Three. Yeah, this is the third. There you go. Perfect. Um, but Mike, what's what's your story? Where are you from? So I was Birmingham, but after I was uh, five years old, I moved out to Milford, Mass, and I went to Milford High, and that's how I met Chris because I played basketball and volleyball. And when I was playing basketball, we all went to ABT. And honestly, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I, the year before, I think we started going to ABT my junior year, my senior year, I forget. But the year before, I had a, I had a really, I had a tore my meniscus. And I had my athletic trainer at school. And it was really cool because I, th- I thought, like, my college, like, days were over, like, basketball college. And it was really nice that, like, we were able to rehab the injury and, like, put me back on the court, and that gave me a lot of hope. So that's kind of where I dove into or started wanting to dive into, like, exercise science. And ABT was always fun, and I, I soaked it up like a sponge, and I need to come back. As soon as this quarantine stuff is over, I'm, we're setting up a date so I can pull up and work out. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Um, where are you at now? What's your, what's your story? What do you do? Yeah, so I live in Boston. Um, so I'm state. Um, studied exercise, graduated in 2017, and then I started working at Equinox uh, three days after I graduated. So I've been there for three years now. And uh, a lot of people on social media would reach out to, to train, and I didn't have enough time because I had a little in-person new human project, which is a online training uh, business. I started in 2019, and then at one point, I had eight clients. And between online and person, and I was like, I can't do this forever. So, um, met in uh, like a month and a half ago, I released the fitness app, and about 300 users so far. So it's been going pretty well. The goal is to try to help as many people as possible, and like my personal goal is to work smarter. So, always trying to yeah. evolve. What's the uh, What's the app? So the app. Um, I started like is it for your clients specifically? Yeah, a mashup of a community like social media app and a fitness app, so it's pretty unique. So it's hosted on a platform called Mighty Networks, but on the app itself, it's we have like a new human community, and it's great. It has a whole news feed. It's very interactive. You can follow, message other people, um, and so far, I have about twenty programs on there. Um, and once gyms start opening up, I'll add more programs, but it's been really nice because now all of my online clients, um, will use that app as like their, uh, structured fitness. And then also my clients that I have in person that basically creates at home work for them to do out of our sessions. Nice, man. 300 users right now. Yes. Yeah, weeks in, we have a, a little over 300 users and, uh, and growing. So I'm super excited to see in. It's uh the goal is to help as many people. So I've made the app two weeks free, and then after that, it's literally just twenty bucks a month. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to make it as accessible uh to as many people as possible right now. 
And how yeah. much uh, subscription do you have out of it? I'm like, mine's like going in and out this whole freaking time. I don't know what the deal is. It must be me. Um, say that again, Teddy. How much subscription do you have out of it? What do you mean, how much subscription do I have out of it? So you have 300 users. Are they all in the first month trial or have any of them subscribed? Oh, no, nah, nah. everybody subscribed. It, it's a two-week trial, and after that, uh, they subscribe. So right now we have awesome, 300 dude. plus users on the subscription. That doesn't even count the people that are on the trial. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. Um, and do you write all the programs that you put in it yourself? Do you have a team of people? Are you using some sort of uh, other application to develop programs? Yeah, so I write all the programs myself, but I currently have a team of six trainers and um, one yoga instructor. And they write some of the programs and I overshadow it. And we just put it as like the new human team like program. But most of the programs that have been written so far have been uh, by me and my teammates, coworkers. Cool. That's very cool. And how long have you been uh, training and coaching? Uh, a little over three years now. Um, well, I interned at a few different facilities, at a few physical therapy clinics, uh, a few different athlete training facilities, similar to ABT. Um, but yeah, my first job was at Equinox and I'm still there, but I've done a lot of outside work. And yeah, it's been amazing the past three years. It's been great uh, growing and continuing my knowledge in the field. So tell me about your your experience with Equinox right now. Mm -hmm. Is it is it all um, uh, sales based? Do you have to find your own uh, clientele, or is it brought in and fed to you? Uh, so a little bit of both, but primarily, uh, when you start working there, the manager will help you out, and once you get to a certain stance, it's up to you to continue your business. But uh, at the one I work, there's four thousand members, so like. Like, they try to tell you, like, do you think you have the confidence to train 20 to 30 people out of 4,000? Um, so, yeah, you continue to build your, your clientele. Right now, I have about 35 clients at Equinox. Um, but it's really nice because when I first started there to get promoted, you have to do a continuing education that's paid by Equinox. And that's the only way you can get promoted is by doing X amount of hours of uh, specific certification education. So I can definitely uh, thank them for a lot of, like, my expanse and knowledge in the field. Um, now, are leads given to you? How are how are when people come in and say, hey, I want to meet with a personal trainer, how are those divvied up? Yeah, so uh, all different types of ways. So when you first start working, when you don't have clients, you have floor shifts, so you're walking around and you're meeting people that way. I really like that because I'll talk to a lot of people. Um, but then you also mm -hmm. have referrals, and then you have members that join and are already looking for personal training, so then your manager will send them to you. But at Equinox, the one I work at, there's a little under 50 trainers. Um, so... Yes, the managers are helping you out, <clears throat> helping you out, but you also have to be self-sufficient and like go out of your way to like go talk to people and communicate and try to provide uh, that service and like support. Sure, sure, cool, man. Um, where else do you work? Uh, so Equinox right now, but then also all of my uh, stuff uh, is primarily online based. But I've been running a lot of mini boot camps out here in Boston. Um, for the all of like quarantine and pretty spaced out about six feet apart, but it's pretty good. Yeah. I have a lot of outside clients that um, we've been keeping like safety precautions going on, but a lot of people are understanding like health is wealth and you have to make sure you're exercising. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much where I've been with my clients as well. I'm in Cambridge. 
and I've been seeing uh, my clients outdoors at parks. Um, but Chris, you just started up uh, outdoor classes, no? Yeah, we got it back going this week. Um, couple last couple weeks, we had started doing some like literally like backyard boot camps. Um, we were like bouncing around from different people's houses and stuff. Basically, people volunteering in their yards. So we were doing it there, uh, and that was basically because nothing in Milford was open yet. Like the 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 parks still hadn't been open. Most of the places had like you know chained up chained up gates and stuff so we didn't have any access to that um but this past week i just got access to just just basically a parking lot that's like behind abt so we just started busting them out there so yeah we've been they've actually been going really well really well um a lot of the clients are back everybody's fired up i've been getting a lot of uh inquiries this week from actually like some like past clients that people that we had when we had the Hollison facility too, that we hadn't seen in a while, have like reconnected and said, like, you know, I saw what I seen what you guys have been doing. I've been watching, doing your uh, online, you know, the um, the workouts we've been posting and stuff. So people have been like doing those. So now they're hopping into the actual workouts, which is pretty sick. So, Hell yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if you already answered this, Mike, because I was I've been dropping off and on, but um. So you when you started the online stuff. Um, you, right. Like when, um, yep. dude, it was almost like perfect timing, right? Like you guys launch, were about to launch like right as like quarantine happened. Right. Yeah. I wasn't planning on launching until like July, <clears throat> like July. I mean, my goal was to do it in February, but with all the back end stuff of like creating an app, I we weren't planning on launching until July, but then in my head, I'm like, quarantine's happening. I have information and knowledge that people don't have right now in the, the world of exercise science and like people need stuff to do right now. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I, I released it in May. It's helped a lot of people and it's changed a lot of lives. And I'm glad that it's like creating some sort of structure in people's lives right now with the fucking shit that's going on right now. Yeah, man. I was like, right. Came out and like, this all happened. I was like, man, you hit it perfectly. Like, it was <laughs> like people like you couldn't have, I mean, obviously you don't, you know, Playing a pandemic, but um, or do you? Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, or do you? Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, no, like I mean, you couldn't have planned it any better. It was like I was like, man, he got perfect timing on this shit. <laughs> but um, no, nah, man. I'm, yeah, I was pumped, man. I'm, I'm I follow you online. I do. You're doing awesome stuff, man. I couldn't be happier. Like you said, man, we go back a long ways. I remember you like as a you know, like a 16 year old skinny, <laughs> skinny walking in the first time. Like, you know what I mean? So Yo, you I'll never shit, forget. It's, it's cool. Thank you. I'll never forget this time I walked into ABT. I remember like coach goose made us all weigh ourselves. I think I weighed 150 pounds. I was like six feet, 150. That's crazy. When I was 16, that's wild. That's so crazy. That's almost like eight, nine years ago. Time flies. Yeah. Did you see the who's coach goose? Coach Manguso. Coach Manguso. He's a he's a Milford legend. I okay. Uh, so that he made you he made you weigh yourself at uh, ABT or was he an employee here? What was the? He was the Milford High basketball coach. Oh, <laughs> uh, word. He was like basketball coach, baseball coach. Um, he's actually the head basketball coach now at Clinton High School too. So uh, yeah, that's where he's at now. Uh, yeah, cool. great dude. Great dude. 
Uh, Hi. Yeah. Um, I forget. Oh, did you see? So probably a few months ago, and you might and you might have even seen it. But uh, Matt Maddie Hanna posted a picture from um, from ABT from like those days, and it's like so <laughs> funny. Man. Like yeah, it's like Jan, me, Aaron, Trap, yeah, exactly. Mike Tracy, Merce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Maddie was so little, man. He was so little. <laughs> I was talking to Maddie yesterday, actually. Yeah, he's been joining some of my online workouts. Aaron has been running online basketball handling workouts through Zoom. And uh, every Wednesday and Saturday, I've been running like uh, a free 30 minute workout virtually. And it's been going pretty good. And like initially, like, especially me, because like, I'm before I wasn't a huge like at home workout person. I'm at home. I'm relaxing. I'm not gonna work out gym, but understanding that like still getting movement in in your day and still forming the basics like over time that is gonna help slash allow you to not regress instead of just like not doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I have some friends that are like heavy gym goers and like oh I'm not doing bullshit at home workouts, but it's, it's provided like a lot of stuff to do for people. You know. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people too um, have like found the time to work on things that they might have skipped in the gym. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, whether it's mobility or doing more foam rolling or um, you know maybe taking up some yoga stuff because they found a yo- an online yoga one, but they wouldn't normally go to like a yoga studio. But you know, different stuff. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, I think some people are, are... Yeah, there's a bit of comfort that can come from doing something the first time at home. Like, if someone's always wanted to try yoga and always been a little embarrassed to go to a class, like, this presents an opportunity to do it. And you can, you know, shut down your screen. You can even leave early if you don't like it. Like, it's way more convenient and easy to try things that may be new to you. 100%. Couldn't agree more to that. Yeah. that so. And, like, if it's... <laughs> to tell you the truth, like, I mean... It could go the other way too, because you might get some jackasses like that just bought a bunch of shit from Rogue and are like, "Yo, I'm gonna try this in my garage right now," <laughs> and just like trying to do this shit unsupervised and uh, you know, end up with a broken back. Yeah, or or some asshole that's got his truck outfitted with gear <laughs> lives in parking lots. Yo, I was at a, I was at a park in Brighton and literally just like a regular jungle gym. And this guy, I wish I was lying. I was literally mid-session with, like, two people or else I would have, like, recorded everything. Set up a full squat, brought out about, like, eight plates, and then <laughs> squat over 135 pounds. I'm like, yo, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Dude, so you got to come through Cambridge, Mike. Um, I was actually making a joke there because my truck is outfitted with a bunch of gear. And that's how I originally started training. I would take my clients to like high school fields and parks and that's where we'd work out. But I actually, during this, I came down and I borrowed a bunch of extra plates from, uh, from ABT from Chris. So I've got like, I've got like 360 pounds of bumpers in my truck now. And there's a parking lot next to my apartment in Cambridge. I've just been lifting, taking clients to, and, uh, Dumping out the gear, the barbell, and working. Hell yeah. Yo, and Great. also, Equinox, typically, they, they try to keep their, their uh, like, high. whenever there's, like, a scratch on something, they'll, like, throw it away. But they'll give it to the trainers prior. So, I, it's so funny. I've been making jokes. In my little 
not even a thousand square foot apartment. We have like two trap bars, so many dumbbells, every resistance band you can find. <laughs> <laughs> like we got a mini gym right now. But honestly, it's been amazing with it, especially during quarantine. We've been at home. We got shit to use, you know? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, we've. That's great. Uh, we, we our equipment like like teddy said he came and grabbed some but um you know i loaned out like a lot of our stuff. oh sorry i mean i, I rented it i rented it <laughs> <laughs> yeah how's abt looking like going forward with thing opening up i know you just said you have access to the back parking lot but like when when the hell do you think things are gonna get normal like what are your restrictions right now in milford um so to be honest like to answer the first question like i, I mean who the hell knows like right like like seems like every day something changes um so you know as of right now it's fate we're, we're able to we'll be able to open um for for classes like whenever phase three is um which you know what it's probably like what two weeks you know might be in two weeks who knows um, july 1st it was supposed to start right. and then now with like the last like with the last phase like they broke it up into two stages so who knows if you, you know what i'm saying so yeah um so basically a lot of the stuff i don't know mike if you've been like in contact with like other gyms and stuff in other states but like i'm on a couple like these like uh like, the task forces that are like we were trying to basically get um gyms like abt separated in the stages in the phase process from like places like uh equinox and stuff like because mm -hmm. you know you guys have four thousand members we have you know a hundred you know we have we can you know more spread out a class um you know and, and limit things to like 10 people in the class and still do what we do we just have to run more classes whereas like you know me you know um you know gyms like you guys it's just people coming in like whenever and it would have been harder to to yeah. space out so we we were trying to get separated we were trying to be like we're a different entity than those guys um and we've been hitting some brick walls with that and shit because i don't well, I mean, the biggest difference is if you look at volume of people coming in in a day, if you just take the total number of attendants we have in a single day compared to um, Equinox, like totally easier to control 80 people coming in, in in the 12 hours we're open than three to 500 people coming in, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Something Equinox is doing too. Um, <clears throat> so typically during prime time prior to the quarantine, it would be like 500 people in, and now they're trying to limit it to 150 and to 200. And they to like come in just to use the gym, you have to schedule out time so then that way people don't just walk in and overbook. So, yeah, you can only schedule like three sessions at a time to come in, but then it doesn't mean you can only come in three times a week. It's just like you can only schedule ahead in three 90 minute periods, and then once you go through one of yours, then you can schedule the next. And that's just a good way to like keep that amount yeah. of people in the gym controlled right i mean they're good that, that's going to be mandated now that's going to be like you have to everything has to be booked in advance so like even the outdoor classes yeah. that we're running right now um you have to sign up in advance um you can't because you have to as of right now like the biggest groups you're supposed to run is you know 10 people you can't have more than 10 people in the group so nine people plus the coach so exactly we can't um you know, we can't go over that. So you have to make sure we, we book everything. Which yeah. we typically don't, but I like it now. Like now that I'm doing it, people going to be in my class. I'm like, you know what I mean? Usually it's kind of like sometimes, you know, you might have a day that, 
you know, like let's say Teddy Teddy usually taught um, classes Monday mornings. Like some days, you know, he might get ten. Some days he might get twenty. Like, and you have no idea. You just kind of whatever happens, whoever walks in. And I kind of like this setup. Um, I think it's something we might look at going forward. I mean, being a little selfish too, it also you know lets you know like okay, if we establish a rule like you have to sign up an hour ahead of the class, you know, uh, at the bare minimum. You know, anytime up to an hour before class, like that gives the trainer some time to figure out like, oh, hey, no one signed up. It's an hour before. Like I have the ability to run errands or get a workout in or go somewhere else. You know, you can kind of plan things a little bit. I know that's a little more on the selfish side of looking at it, but well, yeah. I think it's a nice feature. It makes much more organized, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, the thing is, too, like the way we've always had it, you know, people's schedules changes and shit like that. So I understand yep. that, but it's like, you know, it is, you know, if you like, let's say we have four classes in the morning and you have, you know, you see that ahead of time, you got 15 in one class and two in the other, you know, you can do different things with each class. You know, you're like, all right, I'm not going to do the same yeah. thing. I'm going to plan different, different classes. Whereas right now we basically oh. run the same class throughout, um, you know, you might make slight tweaks based on how many people show up, but yeah yeah and being the as, as from a training standpoint if you get to see who signed up ahead of time then you get to cater the class to specific injuries or even look ahead and be like all right i'm going to need to modify for this person i'm going to need to adjust for this so i can at least get myself prepared and have equipment ready you know for those particular situations oh yeah yeah exactly 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 so, Mike, when do you have you guys talked? Um, did they have any idea? Like, well, how have they been planning it as far as like open dates? Have they moved like uh, moving equipment around? Like, are they spreading people out more? What are, they, what are you guys doing? Yeah, so some things are still up in the air, but they they're planning and aim, it has to get approved by the state, obviously. But they're planning like you guys trying to open up like June, July first. Um, and yeah, I'm not entirely sure how the structure is going to be. From prior to quarantine, there were a lot of things right next to each other. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of structural change in the gym. Um, and I'm not really sure how it's going to work with, like, wearing masks. Because uh, initially, the thing was you'd have to wear a mask unless you're... But then, like, vigorous exercise is super opinionated. So, like, justify who's wearing what. Everybody has their own opinion. But, like, I definitely don't think it's the safest thing to be going full throttle maximum heart rate with a mask on. So, yeah, I'm not really sure how it's going to work out, and I'm sure it's going to be, like, trial and error. Um, but, yeah, I'm very interested to see how things are going to go. But uh, yesterday I reached out to a lot of my clients, and about, like, 90% of them said they're ready to come back into the gym in July. So I'm excited for that. Uh, that's funny. A lot of my clients are more interested in outdoor sessions at this point. They don't want to go back to the gym anymore. <laughs> yeah. And also like I've been running about 30 virtual sessions a week and that's going pretty well too. And some people who don't necessarily live in the city, but have been going to Equinox because of their offices are being closed until September. They're the virtual sessions and I've gotten uh, pretty good feedback. Like initially, it's weird, but the more I've done them, uh, going back to like something right now, something with structure is better than nothing with structure. I mean, nothing with no structure. So, um, a lot of people are interested in the virtual sessions, and I'm sure you do like that virtual world definitely alive. 
because it's been helping big time. Mm. Have you have you had any like both of you guys actually like are any clients interested in like do they prefer virtual and like do you think you'll have people that are just do that? I don't think anybody prefers that. I don't. But I do think some people would prefer to quote unquote space not risk being in a gym, but I'd say that's very minimal. Like I didn't get that feedback from a lot of people, but no, I didn't have anybody who said like more fun than or more enjoyable than in person. Yeah, Mike, I agree. No one wants the virtual, but they're more inclined to do that than to go into the gym right yeah. now. Um, but but it's also dependent. Like I have a couple clients who uh, left to go to their house in Maine, so it, it's it's like, hey, I'm I'm not even in the area, but I want to continue doing this. So let's do this because we have to. Do exactly. This. You know, it's the only option. And some. Um, and some else that's uh, my bad I didn't mean to interrupt but something else is like I have a lot of clients who have to travel for business like they don't have the experience not to work out now for running virtual sessions like they're in the hotel and they're gone for a week like I'm sure they can find a half hour and an hour in that week to work out with motherfuckers they didn't have the excuse before <laughs> either that was just bullshit oh yeah you can get a workout in no matter how much time or equipment you have come on it's priority exactly. I think this is, though, like, eye-opening for some people that are like, oh, shit, like, we can just do it, like, you know what I mean? Like, it is kind of like, like you said, those people that are traveling, now it's almost like they were forced into doing this, and now it's like, now when they have to go, you know, back to their real world and back to um, normal, you know, they, they'll, like, they'll have some experience with it, and it's not as, like, foreign, you know? Because there probably was some, like, reservation yeah. for people, like, doing shit online, you know what I mean? Like, film like you know like there's some people that are probably hung up on like having just somebody like stare at them through a computer <laughs> <laughs> yeah being on like they don't realize that it's the same as being in person they just hear the word camera and they're like nope i don't want it yeah i mean i think it's weird too like i mean even like for my first couple like zoom meetings and like zoom stuff i was just like this is awkward as hell. Like, where do I look? Like, which one do I look at? Like, uh, like I, I always like find myself. Stop staring at yourself. myself the whole time, dude. The whole time. The whole time. Like, God damn, I'm pretty. <laughs> My beard looks nice right now. But, yeah. Um, yeah I, is, that a, is that a new muscle in uh, my jaw? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting it's because. Pretty. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Because like yeah, so hey, so it hits off on your stuff. Because like I mean, so obviously you're la you launch this app that's like you know, uh, you know it's 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 a broad ranging app. It has like many different aspects to it. But uh, you guys have probably seen this. You see them on like Instagram and like Facebook, like these ads of like dudes trying to basically uh, like prosper off this situation and use virtual like training as like, this is how the future is going to be. Like gyms are not going to come back. This is the future of exercise training. This is the future of train personal training. It's all zoom. Like people are trying to sell that. I know you've, you guys seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. And honestly, the only part I agree with is like, yeah, you have to learn to become versatile for the time being, but in-person sessions are going to be the majority way of training. Like that's just going to how it, how it's going to be you know saying like i can't wait until i have that like human to human connection like i know a lot of people are saying like yeah it's smart to to adapt and do the virtual sessions and i couldn't agree more on that side but i can't wait to start training people in person again because it's just more effective i just enjoy seeing people 
communicating with them. Like, obviously, you can communicate with somebody through a screen, but it's just different, you know? Yeah, I think because of the nature of our job in, in industry, it's a little different than other health and medicine fields where, um, you know, the nature of ours is physical. It requires us to be uh, manipulating the body in a physical manner. You know, mental health can get by with tele and virtual medicine, you know, even just check-ins with your primary care or a lot of your other healthcare services can be done virtually, but, um, and, and even the, the check-in sessions with trainers can be, but for the most part, you're still going to need that in-person, you know, session to establish uh, a plan and a protocol. Like, all right, how are you moving? What needs work? Uh, where are your flaws in your form and your techniques, you know? And you can't do that just via video. It's, it's the nature of our job to be physical. Exactly. Yeah, I too, I'm the same way, man. And also just like that feeling of like, just like genuine human interaction, right? Like seeing yeah. people like this week having these classes again, I like, I, I'm in a better mood. I feel like, I feel like I've like got like an extra little like pep in my step. Like I was generally happy to see everybody. People would like, you could tell people were excited. Like, I mean, so much of what we do is that like family atmosphere and everybody like everybody knows everybody and, and is generally glad to see people when they see them. And like, so like this week has been like just seeing people light up because they saw somebody for the first time in months. You know what I mean? It's just kind of, yeah. it's just kind of cool. You know, and you could do a zoom meeting and we've had those, we've had like, you know, zoom stuff, but it's different. It's, it's, it's not the same shit. It's totally different, especially because on the virtual stuff, the natural flow of conversation as we've already experienced just being on this call for 30 minutes, you know, the natural flow of conversation can get interrupted very quickly being virtual or telephone. It's, you know, you're trying to give breaks for people and you can't see uh, facial tics as well. And there's less uh, nuances to the understanding of, of the conversation. It's just like, Oh wait, no, you go. Wait, no, sorry. Wait, hold on. What <laughs> you, uh, no, yeah, I'll no you like over and over, you right. know. Yeah, like I definitely have not mastered this conversation, like conversations like this. Like I like doing yeah. a podcast when we're actually like up until this hit, we had never done a podcast without the person in in the gym in like our studio. Yes. Um, you know, so it's like this has been weird. Like this is it's uh, you know, I like having that face to face. You see somebody's like expression. You see like. You just communicate better. Yep, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. Why? Why'd you guys uh, start a podcast? How long has it been going on for? Um, <laughs> shit. We're so over. this is episode fifty-one, and it's been going on for with a time. break. Yeah, with a break in it, a year and a half. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's consistent, yeah, right there. February. What was that, Mike? What have you? What have you guys learned the most from running podcasts? Like, have you like, or like, not learn and enjoyed? Like, do you like hearing from other people's stories? Like, learning from other people? Like, what do you guys get from out of it? Chris, I'll let you start first. Yeah. So, I mean, to tell you the truth, so Mike, when we first started it, it was like part of me. The first reason I wanted to start it, it was almost like I wanted to like advertise ourselves and have like the like the not to be corny but like the creative freedom to do what we wanted to do like i had so many times where like the local radio stations and the local newspapers and stuff would like reach out about doing ads and i'd be like yeah you know let me take a think let me look at it and 
they'd like run some like kind of like corny ass ad and i was like nah that's not that's not uh, you know what i mean that's not us and then and then that cost money and it was like all right what can we do you know what i mean what can we do to 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 just do like run this ourselves um and we were doing a newsletter at one point and it's like you look at like how many people are really opening it it's like nobody's really looking at it so it was like all right, let's do, let's try podcasts. Like, I don't know. I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I was like, why don't we just fucking make one ourselves? And Teddy had had some experience. Well, he had started, he was a, I don't know, Teddy, you never actually did it, right? But you were about to with your cousin. You guys were talking yeah, about Yeah, we, we had started doing everything, laying out plans to start one. Right. So we, um, it kind of started. Bought a bunch of equipment. <laughs> yeah. So we basically like started it off as like, and then we did it like, we introed all the staff. So like the first like our first like four episodes were basically like us interviewing each other, like giving background on ourselves. Um, and then we started interviewing clients and just kind of going from there. And it just kind of turned into we, we used to be a lot more structured. Like we would have like, all right, we're going to ask this question and then this question and this question. And then we basically just kind of turned into like this, like just kind of going back and forth and just bullshitting and talking to like friends and, and like co-work, you know, stuff like that. I love it. How about you, Teddy? So my favorite thing is diving into sides of people that we might not normally see, like certain stories or um, just anecdotal, uh, you know, life experiences that people share when they come on that you might not catch from them. Otherwise, it's, it's a lot of fun to hear those. Um, and the most interesting part of, or the, the stuff I've learned the most is, uh, Chris and I've talked about this a ton. Like at the beginning we were structured, we were more formal, if you will, you know, with not even just the way the podcast was executed, um, between hosts and guests, but also in preparation, in, uh, ideas, the, the whole, um, you know, vision of the podcast was much more formal. And I've learned like, no, fuck it. Just do it. Like once we stripped down all that formality and we're like, yo, yo, let, let's just start talking today. You know, once we stripped that down and we're just like, okay, that's what you do to start a podcast. What do you do to start a podcast? Well, you just start it. You know, you just start talking, just do it. Just Get rid of the formalities, all that forethought. Yeah, sometimes you need forethought, but a lot of times it's the execution. You just got to fucking do it. And that's what I've, I've learned. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And that applies to like your own, like starting your own business. Like obviously, yeah, dude. Create, like it's, it's like, I know a lot of people, that's what made me start the online stuff. Cause like I was seeing these trainers that were much less qualified as I am. And like, they were posting all these things and it was like less knowledge that I knew, but they're making a lot of money and helping a lot of people and i was like yo i can do what they're doing and maybe i can do it better um and that's why i started that and um real quick a quick little backstory an uh, interesting exercise backstory so um last year i was playing basketball and this dude pulled up with uh two seven footers and i was just i, I i'm relatively athletic shout out abt thank you for teaching me how to work out <laughs> and uh and I started trying to dunk on these seven-footers, blah, blah. And this one guy who pulled up with them, he was like, what do you do? Like, why are you so athletic? I'm like, yo, I'm a trainer. I'll put you through a workout right now. So I trained this guy for 20 minutes. Literally super simple stuff, but, like, cueing him, doing the stuff that, like, a real trainer does. Like, we're doing the basics, but I was just making sure he was doing everything properly. And 
20 minutes into the workout and like not even an hour of knowing the guy he was like hey i i go to haiti uh three times a year and i run a basketball camp out there and he's like i've gone with trainers but i want you to come and help and i was like all right so literally within the hour Fuck i agreed yeah and that was in september and then we went there this past december i went with one of my friend rocky uh rocky he played basketball um at uh mansfield and we went out there and initially we thought we were just going to like be volunteers helping with the camp but we ended up running the camp for 4 hours and rocky and i i'm brazilian rocky's cape verdean we don't speak the haitian language and uh pierre the guy who brought us there he was like listen brother you'll be absolutely fine exercise and sport is a universal language and i was like uh but anyways once we started getting once we started uh working out i put the kids through like an hour bodyweight workout and it was the best workout I've ever put anybody through. It was 400 kids. They were all understanding everything that was going on. And it was like one of the highest highs I've ever had because it was like, I'm helping. Only four of the kids spoke English out of 400. Only four of them. Um, but we were communicating through body languages. And I spent four hours with all these kids. And I felt like I was talking normal to all of them, which was amazing. And honestly, it was one of the best, or if not the best, like exercise related anything I've done. And I was planning on going back there. This month, but uh, obviously with COVID, we didn't get to travel. Yeah. It's really cool. Pierre, he runs a nonprofit called uh, Power Forward International, and he brings back a lot of those kids to the, to the States, and he puts them with, like, sponsor families. And he's brought up a lot of NBA players. Like, Nerlens Noel, he's local. Uh, Pierre founded him in the same camp that I went to. Uh, but, yeah, exercise is the universal language. Dude, it is. It's funny, too, when you see people – who struggle with body control and proprioception and, and these awarenesses. Um, and then when you get in front of a bunch of kids, like you're talking about, and you can just be like, Hey, I want everyone to sprint. And they all just look at you. But then when you get into like a runner's sprint start, they're all probably just like, Oh, okay, we got it. You know, they Thanks. see the visual cue and they're just good to go. And that's, that's incredible to be able to work with. 100%. And like, this happened back in December and I still get weekly messages from the kids um, because out in, out in Haiti, uh, the average salary is only $300 a year, which is really crazy. They have a really corrupt government system going on out there, but um, the kids don't have a lot to do in like this, like sport and exercising and like playing basketball, whatever sport it is, gives them a lot of hope. So it's like really nice. I still get videos from the kids. They'll like be practicing like step ups on like cinder blocks or like rocks out there. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm still running the same workout you taught us. And I'm like, fuck yeah. That's dope. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, that's, that's great good. too. Cause like you can go to like, you know, like you went to tons of like camps and stuff. And like you could go to certain camps and like the, the second you walk out the door, like you forget about anything you did. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah, that was fine. We played some hoop, but it wasn't anything good. You know, I didn't really take anything from it. When you had those like, you know, camps that I still remember like certain aspects of camps that I w went to when I was in like high school, like just little things that you like pick up on that literally are with me today. Like some of those kids, you know, a lot of those kids are, it sounds like it, like they're, they're holding on to that shit, you know, for a long time. And those are like life lessons for them. That's a freaking, aw that's awesome, dude. Hell yeah. That's um, exactly yeah, it. it. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, and like I was, I followed that on, like I saw that on you posting all that shit on, you know, on Instagram or, or wherever it was. But like that, yeah, dude, that that shit was cool as hell. Like I, I was like jealous. I was like, damn, I want to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to coach it. I just want to be there. <laughs> right? I want to class. 
Um, yo, I want to start. I want to figure out how I can start helping out ABT when stuff is opening back up. Aaron's been running, like I was saying earlier, he has about 15. Uh, he, for the past two weeks, he's been running about 15 one hour sessions with like eight kids. So it's like him and another, uh, Dimitri Torres. I don't know if he went to ABT for a little bit. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, both of them are part of the team and they've been running like, uh, half basketball, half bodyweight workouts. And like, I would love to like, once like numbers clear out and we can get more people in like a certain location, I definitely want to figure something out. ABT, we definitely got to team up and do something. Oh, hell yeah. We could do like a hybrid camp. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I've always talked about doing that with like football, like a football camp where it's like, you know, you do, you know, you do like, um, you know, half the session you do uh, football stuff, half the session you do lifting training, half the session you do, you know, like on the board stuff. I mean, that's yeah. Shit like that. Nobody steal my idea, but I had that idea. I want to call it cover three, <laughs> cover three, cover three football camp. You cover three aspects of the game. Hey, it's, it's officially on record. Patent starts it's now, man. TM. TM. Yo, we should get that going. And like, Something I, I've been like out here in the city, I've been running a lot of workouts on a turf field, and like, yeah, I keep it to eight people. But like, if I have another trainer on the other side of the field, they can be running like a workout 30 minutes with that trainer, switch. Now we're doing some other shit with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can definitely yeah. do stuff like that. Yeah, what uh, what field are you are you at? I've been uh, so there's a park right outside of my apartment in Brighton, but I've been doing a lot of work at La Presti Park, which is in East Boston. It's like a huge public turf field. It has oh, two okay, soccer fields, yeah. basketball courts, and then uh, I've been running stuff. That's up North over by the airport, right? Yeah, yeah, right next to the airport. And um, then there's uh, Moakley Park in South, e in South Boston. Uh, yeah, there's a turf there. field there, too. And going back to what Chris was saying, like, last, like, two weeks ago when I started going there all the time, it was so nice. It made me so happy seeing so many people being outside and being active. Like, yeah. there's, like, maybe – a hundred people spread out through the turf, through the track around. Everybody's just being healthy. It was great. Yeah, it's awesome to see so many people outside, but at the same time, there's a whole bunch of fucking crazies out there now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> For real, bro. What's your yeah. opinion on people running with masks on? Uh, if 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 you can't socially distance, bring the mask up, but then once there's no one around you, pull it down. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, exactly. Bring it up when you get around people, and then when you're when you're clear of it, just fucking take it off. Be fine, you know. That's actually the rule, though, that Massachusetts put in place recently. Anyways, it, it was changed changed to masks are only mandatory if you can't socially distance. So, like, even if you get together with friends for like a socially distance hangout, if you're all comfortable with each other then you can have that conversation and, and it's not mandatory masks. It's like, Hey, we all know our contact points. We're all good with each other. Let's mask off. You know, yeah. um, it's no yeah. longer, it, at least in the city, it's no longer mandatory masks all the time. You know? Yeah. I, I basically have been telling people like when people, if people are asking like, are we bringing masks? What are we doing? And I was like, look, if you want to wear a mask, cause like it makes you feel comfortable. Sure. But I, I highly recommend not doing it. I was like, I'll set up the structure so we're way more than six feet apart and you don't have to worry about being in anybody. You know, you'll be able to socially distance fine. If you want to bring a mask for the times that we're like going before we set up and stuff like that, that we might come closer. Sure. But I'd rather I don't want 
I would highly prefer people not to wear a mask when they're working out with me. Um, Correct. I just, I just don't, I, I don't see the, the, the health benefits of it. Um, you know, especially like this morning we were out there, I ran, I did a six o'clock, a seven o'clock and an eight o'clock and, and it was in, there was a breeze here and there, but when it wasn't breezy, it was humid, man. So, you know, I, I'd rather not have people breathing through masks, you know? Especially now that it's getting hotter and hotter, summer's about to approach. Yeah. 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 And look, the way I, I mean, it's explain- really, I just put it on the other person too, usually. Like, look, I, whatever you're comfortable with. If you want me in one and you're going to be in one, fine. If, if you're good without it, cool. Like, whatever makes everyone else safe and comfortable at this point, you know? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I get it like on trails and stuff. And like, you guys are in the cities, a lot more people. And like, but what I'm doing, like, it, it, like I can make, I can control the situation. I can control the space. So like I have that, that back parking lot and I'm basically yeah. separating everybody. So every, the it's a parking lot and I basically am putting people in every other parking space. So you, you walk in, we get, to, we get up to the lot. Um, I show everybody what the workout is going to be. I've I told people to if they have some weights, they can bring their own weights. I'll provide some. But once you grab your weights, like those are yours, you bring them to your parking your, to your parking space <laughs> and you just basically park there for the next 45 minutes and you're not leaving there. And the next person, if you skip a space and the next person does so on and so on and so on. So like, I mean, those parking spaces are more than six feet. So everybody is like within within, you know, well, well past the six foot um, marker, you know. Yeah. Even if you want to say, I've seen, I saw some people talk about like when working out, it should be more than six feet. I mean, even within that, we're, we're well past that. I don't I understand why that though. Like, I, I, yeah, it's, it, it's a, one of those weird ones, man. I think like, like, why does making working out mean you have to increase the distance? I don't get it. If you're wearing a mask, you're not exhaling anymore. I think, you that know, was, less, I think like, no, but I think that was actually the exact why they thought that. And it was like, because if you're exercising and you're like breathing, you know, you're like heavily breathing that you're, it's more, it's a, it's a more intense breath than like a normal breath, just standing there. So like you're exuding. Uh, yeah. My, I mean, I'm, my <laughs> argument is the mask though. If you're wearing a mask, then it shouldn't matter. If you're not wearing the mask, then all right, maybe, yeah, it's a little more space, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The whole there's a lot of misnomers about like exercise anyway. Like they're like yeah, that, like exercising. Like you know, gyms are more germ like have more germs than this place and this place and this place. I was like, or just try the door of any store that you walk in. Like, <laughs> like, like, you think dumbbells that like that thirty people touch today has more germs than the door that five hundred and fifty five people touch today? Like, come on, man, that's just a dumb. The like, shopping think about what you cart. Say. Right, the shopping cart, exactly. Like, think about what you said. Like, but, the pin but pad. People, right. Like, I've seen a hundred. I've seen people that are like, the gym is the last place I would go to right now. So much germs. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, lady, I looked at your profile picture. You haven't been to the gym before this. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, and also, I feel like, I feel like a lot, like, like you said, Chris. Like, there's a lot of like unknowns of fitness, and I feel like a lot of governmental people, not even ne- not even a negative situation, just a lot of people that don't have the extreme knowledge that we do, tried creating rules just so we could have rules in regards to exercise, you know, and like. We all know exercising is going to help you. We all know exercising with a mask on is worse than exercising without a mask on if we're just talking about breathing and controlling your breath during working out. Right. 
and, and, and it's just like you said, it's like there's so many um like I one of the biggest things I think we missed the mark, not we, but I think as a country and as a is the government missed a huge opportunity in this to really promote like healthy lifestyle before beforehand. And like that if you live a healthy lifestyle and eat well, exercise well, get plenty of sunlight, drink plenty of water, that like even if you got got the the virus, that you're more than likely gonna beat it. Yes, like, exactly. I, they spent so much time on like the the cleanliness part about like washing hands and hygiene and all this. And that's fine. That that's that's great too. But like how it's it's baffling to me that nobody washing that your nobody... hands doesn't improve your immune system more <laughs> Yo, than it does. Last right. week, uh, last week I made a post about five, like so simple. It was literally like exercise for ten minutes a day, eat like the regular shit, like super simple shit. Sleep eight hours. It was like five ways to improve your immune system, and I probably got like twenty messages of people saying like, "Wow, I've been waiting for this all quarantine," and like obviously. As trainers, we want to spread that knowledge, but like it's also like people should know this. Like obviously, people are here yeah. to learn, and like we're the professionals, but like the country as a whole should be talking about. Like I haven't seen like one ad where it's like, "Here's how to improve your immune system." I've just seen stuff where it's like, "Wash your hands, do this, do that." You know, dude, there no. hasn't even been an ad that's like, "Eat a fucking orange." <laughs> like, <laughs> no, someone drink me. some juice. We'll be okay. Right, like I how has Right, like how hasn't Sunkiss like, like been like blown up? This Dole. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, like how are none of these companies just capitalizing, fortified with right. vitamin C? Right, and yeah, also no, exactly. like, uh, something that got me. <laughs> I was, I was walking on a trail. It was literally, it was up north. It was like northern Mass. I was in the middle of nowhere. I was walking on a trail. Somebody had, somebody had a mask on pulled it down and was smoking a cigarette and I walked, I was closer than the, the trail was not six feet wide and I walked closer <laughs> to them and I didn't have a mask on and they gave me a fucking dirty look. I'm like, yo, like, uh, <laughs> like they looked Dude, at me crazy story... cause, cause I, I didn't have a mask, but like, yo, they literally pulled down the mask to smoke a cigarette. Like I was like, all right, bro. The hypocritical stories in this whole thing, like are, are amazing of like people doing shit like that of like, um, you know, people, it's just like silly. Like, dude, we had the, somebody called the cops on me basically at ABT because they saw people inside. First of all, this is like, this was the thing. There was like three of us inside. Um, and I'm pretty sure I was cleaning at the time. And they ca called the cops, right? That we were inside <laughs> there. So, but let me like, so you know where ABT is. Yeah. So if you're, if you're driving by ABT or going by ABT, that means you are either going to Honeydew or advanced auto parts. <laughs> like, like what? So that's okay to be at those places, but not like in, in the gym? Come on now. Like, yeah. Get the fuck that's ridiculous. Here. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's so funny. Like, I've seen people like ripping butts, like looking now that we're starting to do a little bit more and like, you know, be around like people like, yeah, like ripping butts in the Honeydew Park and like giving us like these like stairs. <laughs> Where the hell are they doing? It's actually funny because it like um, the other thing is too. It like it works the other way because so I was I had run in a full class um, yesterday morning, and this lady was walking through the parking lot. She was going into her office, whatever, and she was like looking at me, and I'm like, this bitch, like she's well, she's about to say something. I can just tell she's looking at me. She's gonna say something like, 
what it, like you know this is irresponsible blah 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 like that's already where my head's going and I was I turned to her I could tell she's gonna say something and she's like this is so great I love what you're doing you're so like keeping everybody healthy and everybody's spaced out I love it great job and I was like oh man. like I was like why did I, I was already like down talking this woman and she's like said nothing but Dude, nice thing but Chris you're not wrong I mean that yes that is an unfortunate judgment to have and initial reaction it's I think more indicative of the climate of things than you as a person just because I've had that feeling too and it was actually reinforced because I'm out with one client we are at uh, Nathan Tufts Park in Somerville and it's it's a relatively big park so we kind of spaced off behind the um like uh maintenance building in this back corner, the only piece of pavement, flat ground, there's nothing around us. And we're working out by ourselves, masks down. Closest person to us is 100 yards. And I see a lady at that 100-yard mark with a toddler just eyeballing us. And I'm like, this, this lady's going to start something. And sure as hell, she walks right into the middle of our workout session with the toddler and my client had put her mask on at the time. Honestly, I just wasn't thinking, and I didn't. And she looks at me and goes, thanks for putting your mask on. And I go, you didn't have to walk into the middle of our workout. <laughs> and she goes, I have a toddler. Like, you, you need to be the adult here and control the situation. And, and Chris, exactly how you reacted, I reacted, and it came true. Like, she eyeballed it. And then made us stink in the middle of the group, and it was just the two of us. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot like, of come on, man. Yeah. a lot of hypocritical stuff going on. I was working out. I went out with my my two roommates. It was just us three. We weren't on the trail. We were in the middle of the grass. This dude is walking his like baby on a tra- on a uh, stroller on the main part of the Esplanade. I'm I'm sure you guys have been on the Esplanade. It's a sh- it's like yep. not that wide, and it was high traffic. It was a beautiful day, and it was me and two other people, my two roommates. We live together. We've been quarantined the whole time. This guy must have had a bad day. He was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why aren't you wearing masks? This, that, and the third. And we all started laughing. We're like, sir, you're walking your 10-month-old without a mask on this trail where so many people walking by you and running by you, but you're, you're talking to us. We've been quarantined the whole time. He's like, doesn't matter. Stop working out in public. I'm like, yo, like some oh. people just aren't thinking like straight right now. Like, this is crazy. But right also, like... What if you three are just like just douchebags and want to start shit with him and his kid? Like, what if I had snapped at that lady? That lady doesn't know who she's talking to. Exactly. What if I just turned around and got in her face, like, and was an asshole? Like, you're start you're policing things that you shouldn't be policing. You're you're starting shit. Don't be there. Yeah, but you're like you're not looking at it like some people, and I'm not saying those people were, but some people are looking for that in, in, that interaction. Some people are waiting, yeah, to like have that blow off, and then they have their camera ready, and they're like, po- you know what I mean? Like people, yeah. are crazy man. People are like, to you know, another story like that. I was watching this one. I don't even know where I saw it, but it was this lady was screaming at this dude, and uh, it was like it looked like it was I don't know what city it was in, but it was in a major city. And he was screaming at this dude for being out in the middle of a quarantine. And I'm like, bitch, you're out in the middle of a quarantine. <laughs> he was literally yelling at him. She's like, what are you doing out? Don't you realize that this is a quarantine? People are supposed to be sheltering in place. I'm like, 
Why are you out? <laughs> like you're out. Like, like I'm dead. the guy like basically said that he's like, then why aren't you inside? And she like never answered the question. It was so funny. But no, nah, man, people I mean, are losing their collective minds. One of the things that jumped out too was all the people at the beginning of this who were like, the government ne- government needs to step up and shut things down and you know put everyone into quarantine and all this. And then the government does that, and now they're watching the numbers, and the government's like, okay, so we can kind of ease back. People can start doing things, and those same people are like, you can't go outside just because it's nice out. <laughs> well, it's like, dude, you, you asked the government to monitor this and do some work for us. They did, and now they're saying it's okay. And just because it's not what you want to hear doesn't mean it's wrong. Like, Well, at the end of the day, too, you have the, you have the right to – if you don't want to go out or you're not comfortable go out. out, then don't go out, right? Like you, you can control your own, your own. Exactly. Life, really. Exactly. Um, you know, and I think that was like a lot of the frustration of like a lot of people. I know, like myself, you know, as a business owner, it, it's difficult for me to 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 go to ABT, do paperwork, and look at Honeydew Donuts open and Advanced Auto Parts open, and I can't open. Like that yeah. was my frustration that the government's saying like you can open, you can open, you can open. You no, you closed. Uh, you're closed. You, you mean that was my frustration yeah. of it, and it's like a lot of it was just seemed to have really not not a lot of uh, sense to it either, right? Like of like why certain things were open, other than like some of them had much more financial backing than I did. You know, like I don't disagree with golf courses being open. But uh, it's not it's not a coincidence that golf courses just opened up like, you know, what I mean, it wasn't it's it's definitely something that you could do socially distance and be safe about it. But like it wasn't because of that. that of it course. Opened up. It was because yeah. it was because some big money people wanted to golf and made a couple phone calls to Charlie Baker and his crew and opened it up. You know, what I mean, it's sad. That's the truth. Yeah. Yep. A lot of crazy. Yeah. A lot of crazy shit right now, man. Uh, I mean, of- and we've we've stuck all this craziness, you know, revolved it around the COVID situation. It doesn't even touch on on the rest of the the climate of the U.S. and the world right now. You know, there's there's even more craziness and and unrest going on than just the pandemic. Yeah, everything is yeah. wild right now. I think I think the, the the COVID situation. I think not saying that. Uh, you know, this is not, don't take this the wrong way at all. Like not saying this is on a serious situation. I think it's, 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 you know, obviously major and one of the biggest things that I've witnessed in my lifetime. Um, but I think COVID like played into like the, the, the heightened sense of like what's going on right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it exacerbated were, it. You know, I think people were like, are charged you know what i mean you take like a charged powder keg anyway and then you add another like major spark to it and then people were just ready to, to to go to go off you know so covid created a great catalyst for a great platform for the movement to to jump from you know yeah i feel like a lot no of doubt. people have just been bundled up in their houses and yep obviously aggravated at everything that's going on and just like you guys said it's just becoming a, like an extra layer to everything all emotions all that stuff yeah yeah it's a component i think it's play i think it played a component you know what i mean and you got you know a lot of people who you know like all right think about it this way right like you have days where you're you know you could take on anything like no matter what happens to you you're like yeah, I got this. No big deal. Shake it off. That's five minutes. Five minutes of my day. I get the rest of the day. I'll be fine. Um, 
you know, you're in a good mental state, but then you got people that are struggling because a, they're not working out. They're not eating right. They're not working. They don't have enough money, all this stuff. And then boom, you throw them, you know, up this huge situation mentally, they're in a fragile state and like, it, it just blows up. You're yeah. You, you throw up. Yeah. It's, I can't even think of an analogy. It's, it's like a perfect storm of things to, to be happening. And it's a, a scary time, but I think in the big picture, I think it's a wonderful time for this to be happening right now. You know, I think Bro, this, this is, is a- the first, this is the first time in my life that I've, and you know, and I'm, you know, obviously older than you, Mike, and, and slightly older than you, Teddy, but like, I, you know, I, I, I hate to say that it, this isn't the first time that I've seen like, you know, racial, racial situations come about, you know, they've come about, but I feel like this is the most, I want to say like the most genuine that like people are of supporting it. You know what I mean? I, I remember like the Rodney King stuff and like people were, you know, I feel like pe- it was a lot of lip service from, you know, from like from white people in general that like, you know, this is ridiculous, da, 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 but they didn't really mean it. And I feel like this people are meaning this more. I feel like a lot of people are, are Sad. Enough is enough. the millennials and Gen Zers, man, love everybody. Let's be better to each other. You know, Something that's been crazy oh. too is like the it's officially been named the biggest like protest over something in the world in like past world history because I think it was like eighteen other countries have also yeah. joined protests, right? Which is right. wild. I and I think that, that echoes cool. your sentiment, Chris. It's it's. I mean, again, I've never seen anything like this. I'm I'm only thirty five. It's it's not like I've I've been around to have experience in this, but like seeing all those other countries stepping up and, and feeling the energy that's in Cambridge and Boston right now, like it feels powerful. Right. Something that I right. saw really, that was really, really, really cool. Um, speaking about like the all black lives matter, I saw somebody post something about Boston strong and it was like, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was like when yeah. Boston was going through something and we were saying Boston strong, other people weren't saying like our city is strong too. Like they understood that like, we are going right. through a situation. Yeah, no, yeah. And that was a really cool analogy that I feel like a lot of people could relate to and understand the, the background behind what's going on. That's a great analogy. Yeah, I did see that. And I think it's one of those things, like, we, we talk, I've talked about it a lot. Like, perspective is big, man. Like, perspective is, you know, like, I think that's one of the biggest. Now we've, like, completely flipped about stuff, but <laughs> this tends to happen on the podcast. But, like, I think one of the biggest things that's a problem for for, like, the you know the racial issues in the country is that like literally like you know white people don't see it the same way like you don't have that perspective like I don't they're ignorant like, to it yeah and i, and I don't want to say it's, it's it's i guess it is ignorance when you really like break if you break down the definition of the word but it's 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 almost like a lack of experience right like how do you know how to i, I don't know chris i think the words you're looking for are white privilege <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah i know and i know it's i don't know it's I know, I know what you're saying. I know, like that's that's kind of like the the way that it's gone. But yeah, like, that's the like, essence uh, of what's going on. It is. No, it is. But I also think it's it's like a you know if you look at it a different way. I I think when you say like again, all right, this is I'm doing a bad job of explaining this. But I think one one reason why like that whole 
movement sometimes doesn't work for some people is because when you hear like white privilege, a lot of people, and it's terrible to say it this way, but like a lot of white people almost get offended because they're like, I'm not privileged. I didn't grow up privileged. I didn't grow up. And they're not like grasping the whole entire thing. Exactly. They don't they're understand. It doesn't mean privilege as in money. Right. Right. It doesn't, you know, it does it, but there are like certain privileges that are, that were a lot allotted because of certain things like it's i don't know again i'm doing so. a horrible job of explaining this but i think sometimes like the wording of things is what like stops things yeah you know what i mean so it's like you get turned off immediately when you hear i don't know like you know everybody has those like trigger words and i think there's a lot of people that think that because like don't get me wrong i i know that there's certain things that i didn't have to worry about growing up as a white kid but at the same time like my dad's first generation my mom's first generation like my i mean like I'm I'm first generation born here. Like my parents are both immigrants. They like busted their ass. They did that. So like some like I remember when I first started here in white privilege, I was like, fuck that. I ain't privileged. Like my dad did construction. My mom was a cafeteria worker and, and cleaned houses. Like, how am I privileged? You know what I mean? That's how I like took it right away. So it's it's I think that's sometimes people look at it as like a negative that way. You know, uh, when they it's it's not, you know, I don't know if that makes no, sense. No, it does make sense. And something I've learned from like people continuing to create like a dialogue over it is that people are are understanding the the true meaning of what people are trying to get across versus like saying we're more important than you or like our problems are more important than yours right now like uh i feel like a lot of like the more you communicate the the situation more people are understanding like this is the message versus like i know some people um that have have like said like i'm trying to think of an example like they'll bring up random stuff and it's like just because something else that's going on bad in the world that doesn't disregard the fact with like what is going on like with all the racial injustice like that doesn't diminish this at all like both situations are bad like something i saw that was right we're just addressing yes one. exactly right. you're just addressing one right yes now. right the second we're addressing this one and it needs to be addressed and that's what we're doing. exactly it doesn't yeah right and i think that's what you said like too with like using that the boston strong thing like it, people people everywhere said boston strong and it wasn't like boston strong philly sucks like it's yeah. like it's like yeah no we just we support you that's all it's saying that's all it's saying hell yeah mm. like you're going through some shit right now and we're here to help you that's it exactly yep yeah. um mike have you participated or been around any of the the protesting um because yeah. you're in right in brighton yeah i've been to one of the protests locally um but aaron actually was the one uh Aaron Animal was actually the one who organized the Milford protest and he uh he attended the Hopedale protest and he had some really good quotes and a few of the things that he said was like we're not protesting against black oh uh, we're not protesting against white people we're not protesting against police we're not protesting against Hispanic like we're we're trying to come together as one race and like there's a difference between uh, police brutality and 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 talking about the police like we're not try like Aaron said uh, I forget what he said exactly but he was saying like listen I'm not saying fuck the police I'm saying fuck police brutality in general and he was he yeah. did a really good job differentiating the message that he was trying to to explain um, but this weekend there's going to be a few more protests out here in the city and uh, I'm looking forward to going I did catch the first one. Um, just because one of my trainers, he's a police officer and he's in the national guard. And I, I brought him some food cause he was out here and he, and he's, he's first generation too. And he was like, yo, it's crazy. 
he's like, I'm out here trying to keep the peace. And I had a lot of people call me names. And like, he's like, I'm out here trying to protest with you guys. I'm just doing my job. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, Mike, I'd, I'd love to connect with you after this and maybe link up with you this weekend to go to one of those protests. Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, I got your number. We'll try to figure something out. And I'm sure after this whole yeah. quarantine's done or before quarantine's done, I'll be pulling up to Milford. We'll all get a workout in. Oh, dude. Well, like hell I said, yeah. so I'm in Central Square, man, um, in Cambridge. So, like, dude, like, let's get a lift in. Let's do a parking lot session or something. 100%. I live right across the street from the New Balance building. That's, like, super close. Oh, no shit. All right. Yeah, it's super close to you. Yeah, it is, dude. Um, do you make it down into we're gonna we're gonna run off at for a second, everyone's gonna be like, Oh, what the hell? I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, do you make it down into like uh Deep Alum area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brighton Music Hall, all that shit. Yep, 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 that's super close. Yeah, dude. So that's where I'll if I'm going into Brighton, I'll usually just jump right over Cambridge Street and hit there. Got you. Yeah, I live close by to Cambridge. No, hundred percent. See, we're super close. We'll we'll nice. figure it out. Plus Milford's close by too, so we'll all head up to Chris. Yeah. Or Chris can you know what? Nah, Chris can come to us, right, Teddy? Chris yeah. can come to us. There you go. There you go. That's that's fine, bro. You guys forget, man. You guys forget where I come from. <laughs> I grew up right there, man. I grew up like four miles from Brighton. Really? The ham, brother. That's crazy. I live right near the new but building. Yo, fellas. What up? Sorry. For how long? I lived no, in Brighton no, no. for a little bit. I lived in Austin. I lived in Brighton. I bounced around it like right out right in the city for a little bit. Like right after college and stuff. Oh, um, Mike, did you, yeah. sorry, dude. I just realized it's after three thirty. Did you have a stop? Uh, I just have to check because I got I got a session soon that I can prepare for. But uh, Word, nah, is there, sure. is, is there anything else we uh, you all want to talk about before I jet? No, nah, man. No, dude. This was a really great talk. I want to get you on again. I'm sure Chris does too. Uh, you've got some really good um, good anecdotes, but also good information, man. So we got to do this again and and go for another hour. Hell yeah, man. No, 100%. That. I'm all about it. Hell yeah, dude. I think we got to get next time we do it, we do it in 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 person. Um and I definitely yeah. I definitely think we got to do that. Um we got to link up, man. Where we could be a a mega powers type team in the fitness No, industry. 100%. I'm down to I'm down to get the in person one whenever. Well, let's get it. I'm down to do it. Hell yeah. Word. All right. Uh well, Mike, thanks for joining, man. Everybody listening, like, follow, subscribe download comment share uh mike why don't you plug your instagram real quick dude yeah so my personal instagram, or whatever website anything yeah my my personal website is, i mean my personal instagram is morris3 m-o-a-r-e-s-3 but the fitness business instagram is at new underscore human and for anybody who's interested in in trying out the app it's uh you go to joinnewhuman.com and the link to sign up is right there two weeks free Hell yeah. Hell yeah awesome man awesome good luck with everything thank you for joining everybody i Peace. appreciate you bro thank you later y'all later later Peace. thanks for tuning in folks from our pack to yours don't just talk about it be about it